Hello and welcome to Sass and Sips Conversations. In this empowering series, we're inviting incredible, influential guests to the pod for candid chats about women empowerment, resilience, and their remarkable journeys. Get ready to be inspired, enlightened, and empowered as we dive deep into their stories and explore topics that matter to all of us. From navigating our 20s to the truths we need to talk about, but often shy away from, we're here to celebrate our strength and uplift each other. Woo! Yes! Now, our incredible guest today is you, Han. It's me. <laughs> it's Absolutely you. incredible. You are. Are you joking? You're a mum of two. I am. You are hard worker, mm. resilient. I You're don't sleep, your- guys. Let's just say this. <laughs> I, I run off fumes. The gal doesn't function. <laughs> She's functioning with no sleep. No sleep. Just caffeine. Mm. Exactly. And like highlighter it. and makeup. Mm. Well, I thought today <laughs> I'd share my little birth story. I'm so excited for this because childbirth scares the fuck out of me. At least, yeah. like, there's only two things I'm scared about mm-hmm. in life. The first one was my HSC, which is like, <laughs> what's the the UK equivalent? I don't know. A levels. <laughs> so scared. Like, I remember, like, when I first started kindergarten, I was like. <gasps> HSC will be so scary. Like my whole life, I was so scared to do it. And I do I did feel it. like Australia takes it extremely seriously. Yeah, but I wasn't studious anyway, so it was a bit random. <laughs> and then the second thing has always been childbirth. I was like, oh, that sounds so painful, and I just don't yeah. know if my little Panani can handle well, that. Well, it is kind of like the most crazy thing. Yeah. So I'll just start off by saying it's a very positive experience for me. So if anyone's scared, um, this is a positive story. But if you don't like hearing about positive journeys well babies coming out of vaginas yeah this isn't the yet for you turn it off right now (laughs) so where do i begin i don't know you're going to talk about baby number one or baby number two i'm gonna do baby number two oh nearly new so take you back to january 2023 yes so i was due on the 15th of january Mm mm-hmm and I was so certain that I was going to give birth earlier because everyone says, oh, your second baby comes sooner than your first. Your first is always late. And Ruby was. So she was due on a Sunday and I gave birth to her on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. So Sunday comes, nothing's happened. And my mum's flown over from the UK and we're doing everything in our power to get this baby out (laughs) so every day me and my mom were like going on walks we were out and about and it was hot weather it was summer it's summer it was literally peak of summer and I was sweating (laughs) I was just this massive pregnant lady walking around St. Ives you know doing the curb walking like one foot on the curb one on the road like get this baby out anyway (laughs) I was kind of thinking oh is this a sign and I really thought because it was my second baby. I know exactly when like labor is starting. Yeah. Well, I didn't. <laughs> so one night I woke up in the middle of the night and I was having like a lot of pain in my tummy and I was like, oh, I think this is it. So I'm just going to get in the bath. So I like ran myself a bath. I was in there at like 5am just like in the dark and then everything stopped. Oh. So I was like, mm, that wasn't it. <laughs> is that like disheartening or yeah a bit so like they were like Braxton Hicks so it's just like 
pretend practice contractions basically okay so it was disheartening because I was like is this the time like yeah. you just, you've been pregnant for so long and I was just feeling large and I just <laughs> wanted the baby out anyway so we're kind of just going about daily life and then um Wednesday comes around and it's my regular midwife appointment and I knew they were going to offer me a stretch and sweep and I knew I was going to say yes okay tell the listeners what a stretch and sweep is because when you had baby number one when you had ruby and we were 23 yeah you were like I'm getting a stretch and sweep today I was like what the hell is that because a stretch and sweep to me doesn't sound like it doesn't sound very nice that should happen to your vagina (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I had this as baby number one (laughs) so I was like bring it on because when it when I did it with ruby it brought on labor yes so I was like okay so basically what they do is stick two fingers up your vagina up to your cervix they kind of feel around to see like how your cervix feels because obviously the cervix opening is how the baby gets out Mm -hmm. and they will stick their fingers into the cervix as long as it's open mm-hmm. open their fingers and then like sweep mm. around like in a circular I'm motion at your fingers right now and i'm instantly <laughs> cl- clenching it's, my pelvic floor. i'm not gonna lie it's really uncomfortable yeah i can imagine so we did that and i was already about two centimeters mm-hmm. and i was like okay i just want to bear in mind as well this happened exactly like ruby was born on, uh due on a sunday so was nelly mm-hmm. i had a stretch and sweep on the a Wednesday with Ruby and Nelly. Oh my so, God, like, I was like, and I had the same midwife. So I was like, it's going to happen. I just know mm. it's going to happen. So I said to my midwife, like, I think I'm going to see you later. And she was like, I think I'm going to see you later too. <laughs> anyway, so I go home and um, I, st- oh, prior to this, but prior to the stretch sweep, my mum took me on a big walk <laughs> and I was having pain in my tummy but it wasn't a contraction pain I was just like I think I was just exhausted and so I thought when I go home I'm just gonna rest so I, I lay down um after my stretch and sweep and I was like mm, I can feel like a funny feeling but I, like, I don't know what it is like it doesn't feel like a contraction anyway time's just like rolling around I have to go pick up Ruby from daycare mm-hmm. so me and my mum go together and I was like literally in the car park of daycare being like this feels weird. Like, I don't know what this is, but I was literally like, it was stopping me in my tracks. And oh. I was like, okay. Like an owl feeling or yeah. just an uncomfortable feeling? Um, Uncomfortable, but it was like verging on a little bit of pain. But like, oh. I just did not think it was labor. Yeah. Anyway, pick Ruby up. We go home and then I start making dinner for everyone. Okay. So like. As you do when you're heavily pregnant. Heavily pregnant lady. <laughs> I was like, right, I'm going to make dinner. And then I was like, okay, I'm in labor. I was just like, I know this is it. So then I started making dinner and then I would literally like hold on to the kitchen bench and be like, <sighs> like I, this is a contraction. And you're still cooking dinner. I'm still cooking dinner. What is wrong with you? I literally don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was going on. And the dinner wasn't very good. And I was like apologizing <laughs> to my mom. like, sorry, it's not usually like this. Like it's usually better. It tastes better than this. And then I was like, I think I'm in labor, so I think I get like a pass on this one. Everyone's like, "Yeah, that's fine." So I literally, can't no one took over. <laughs> I don't know. What was <laughs> I was thinking, "What the fuck?" I Let don't... the poor girl sit down. I literally don't. But everyone was kind of looking at me like, "Is this it?" And I was going like, "I think so." I don't know. Like it was all very relaxed. Anyway, I ate my dinner, and then I kind of just like tapped out. I was like, "I'm going in the bath." Mm-hmm. So, where's 
and my mum looked after Ruby. They put her to bed. I got in the bath and I sat in there for probably like two hours. Oh, lovely. Two or three hours. Just with like fake LED candles on. Mm-hmm. And I moaned my way <laughs> through my labour. Oh my God. In the bath? In the bath. At home? At home. Love that. And I was like, no, I think it's fine. I'm just going to keep going. Everything's good. And then Wes was like, no, we need to go. And because when you have your first baby, they keep telling you like, it takes a while for it to happen. So don't come in too early. Mm -hmm. I just had that mindset, but this was my second baby. Mm. And I wasn't thinking of that. So like Wes was like, no, we need to go. So I got dressed, headed to the car. Um, What was the car journey like? People say that's really hard when you're in labor and having contractions. It's very uncomfortable. So we got down and I... I got Wes to pick up the car because we lit like there's a basement mm-hmm. and I was like bent over and I could see people in the basement and I was like, oh God, this is so embarrassing. But I was like, I'm going to vomit. I literally, I can knew straight away and I was like, there is a vomit bag in my car. I need it. And as soon as we set off, I was vomiting. Oh my God. And that's kind of like a sign. They say like when labor's getting like tough. Okay. So midwives will, they kind of like, like it in a way because they know it's getting real okay that you're vomiting so that happened i had on my relaxing music in the car um with my holding my vomit bag and it was (laughs) yeah it was very uncomfortable just because you're sat in one position you can't move whereas i kind of like to bend over Mm -hmm. so we arrive and um i get checked out and i was at six centimeters oh yeah girl i need to be at 10 to push to push so got checked out and then I decided to go in the bath and what I thought I was having like back-to-back contractions because mm-hmm. I literally felt like I was always, always in pain. And then I realized that I was having contractions and when they would stop, Nellie would move. But she was moving so much that it felt like a contraction because she was oh. obviously just like burying her head further down, down, down. And... I didn't realize this and this was exactly the same with Ruby, but no one ever told me, oh, it's just your baby moving and it's really hurting you. Why do people not talk about this? Because my idea of childbirth is like you have the contraction, so you have your pain and then you have your break. Mm. It's like doing a workout. Yeah. 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. And this is what everyone says, but that is never the case for either of my births. Wow, because they're moving around, which makes sense because yeah. like they're pushing further down. down yeah, they're down trying to get together. down. Yeah. Yeah. So my midwife was saying like, you're not having back-to-back contractions, but your baby is going crazy, like moving so much. So I was like, okay. So that kind of helped me understand what my body was doing. Was yeah. I was in the bath again. They would come and check me with a Doppler. I was on gas and air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just remember this one moment I was so out of it with the gas and air and Wes was like <laughs> what is that in the water and I opened my eyes and there was this like blue worm floating in the water blue worm. and I was like it's a sea worm and Wes was like what <laughs> and I was like that's just a sea worm <laughs> and in my head I was like correct that's a sea worm in my bath obviously and then Wes was looking at me like what the fuck is going on and then he was like oh it was the gel they were using to check the heartbeat (laughs) on my tummy I was like the sea worm anyway (laughs) 
to see them. <laughs> Eventually, the pain was just like, it was just too much. I was like, I cannot push this baby out without an epidural. Do you know how far you were at that point? No, I didn't know. And I didn't want them to check me because it hurt. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> so um, I had an epidural with my first baby. So I was like, I don't want to experience like feeling a rip. I ripped with Ruby. So yes. I don't want to feel that. So we get into the bed and they give me an epidural and it feels fucking wonderful. I love that. And when I had rubes, I had an epidural and then I went to sleep mm-hmm. through the night. So I had it at like midnight or something and then give birth at like nine in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I had the epidural and I was like, I'm just going to have a sleep <laughs> and then we can see what happens. And my yeah. midwife was looking at me like, what? talking about we ain't got time for that and then she was like look at your belly and my belly was like I could feel it was really strange like it felt like her feet had like kicked up into my ribs and basically she had stretched out completely which is funny because she loves to be stretched yeah she does (laughs) so instead of like being a tiny little ball baby she'd stretch out like she was ready to come out so then she checked me again and she was like you're fully ready to go like you need to push now oh and i was like God. yeah i'm just gonna have a quick rest and then i'll push and she was like no you, you can't you can't do that i was like oh god anyway so she was like it's not like the movies where you hold your legs up and you're like screaming mm. it's very calm oh well for me it was that's nice um so put my legs up and she was like just do a practice push and i practiced and her head was there oh <gasps> And she was like, the baby's head's like literally about to come out. From the practice push? Yeah. Oh my God. So then she was like, just do one big push now and you'll have her, well, we didn't know if it was a girl or a boy. They were like, you'll have your baby's head out. So I was like, okay. So it was just like, it was, this was the, like, what time would it have been? Half past 12 Mm -hmm. at night or morning. Um, And I pushed and the head was out. And I was like, oh my God. It was just like the weirdest, like calm experience. And then she's like, push one more time. And then her whole body was out. Oh my God, two push Two wonder. pushes. Two pushes. Oh, and Millie. we didn't know if it was a girl or a boy. And like, I would have been happy either way, but it was my dream to have two girls. Yeah. And she came out. And it was weird because like the epidural hadn't like completely settled in. So like, I literally felt come out oh my like God. slide out of me oh. <laughs> <Lovely>. <laughs> and then she held her up and she was like it's a girl oh and i was literally i just like burst into tears oh. and i was going it's my dream it's my dream oh. and we were like it's penelope oh. and then she just stayed on my chest for like an hour skin to skin had so her first little feed and it was like the most perfect beautiful birth in the world oh just like compared to like my birth with ruby was amazing as well and Mm -hmm. like i was always looking forward to doing it again but i pushed for two hours with rubes yeah wow isn't that crazy yeah and i tore i had a second degree tear so i had to have stitches and compared to this i pushed twice. twice she slid out of me and i didn't tear at all amazing i didn't tear i don't but understand i don't understand but you do have fishes in your bum now <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing guys 
Your vagina will bounce back. Your bum hole doesn't. <laughs> That's what scares me. I'm like, okay, whatever about your vagina. It's a bum hole. It's like the you butt. use that more often. Yeah, you do. Oh god. Isn't that wild? Is there any um is there anything that you were surprised about like post birth that no one really talked about? Cuz everyone um, talks about their birth story. Yeah. Like you, you see influencers with their videos on YouTube mm. and everyone's, you know, got a different birth story or birth plan or people are saying don't have a birth plan you can't stick to a plan yeah everyone does what they think is right for them and I don't think there's a right way or a wrong way but people don't talk about post-birth very much yeah so I think all the things are kind of expected with like bleeding you do bleed quite a lot you're wearing like a nappy essentially um if you've taught torn your vagina or Mm -hmm. your vulva you need to use like a little squeeze bottle because it stings when you pee and like having a poo for the first time is quite uncomfortable yeah but I think the biggest thing that people don't talk about is like your mental state Mm. I because they call it the baby blues Mm -hmm. do you know this so like they say kind of between day three and five is where your hormones start to kind of come back down but they feel like they're fucking crashing down mm. and you just cry and All cry and cry. Yep. And when I had Ruby, my midwife came to visit me and she said, how are you? And it was, I think it was day five post-birth. And she, I was like, oh, I'm quite teary. And I just burst into tears. And she was like, do you feel like, what the hell have I done? And I was like, oh. yeah, someone understands And me. like just hearing her say that, I was like, the only one Aww. and I didn't feel like that way this time because I've already experienced having a baby yeah but I would just cry all the time oh. for no reason all the reasons yeah and I just feel like people don't tell you that yeah. you do feel like you're going insane you just cry all the time oh also like breastfeeding can be really tricky yeah but you haven't had many problems have you not really and uh me and ruby had like a very good journey Mm -hmm. and so i was like super confident breastfeeding again Mm -hmm. but nelly's a different baby so she didn't know how to do it either yeah so the first i'm i know extremely lucky because there's some people who literally can't do it yes but I had one night and like going into a day of where she just wouldn't latch properly. And I oh. cannot expi- like explain the pain. Really? I was literally like holding Wes's hand so tight in the middle of the night because all she wanted to do is feed. They just like cluster feed mm-hmm. when they're like little. And I just remember like tears rolling down my eyes and just thinking, I cannot fucking do this. And I was so upset with myself. Oh, like disappointed in yourself. Yeah, because I was like, I meant to know how to do this. I've done it before. How is this not working now? Anyway, I'm really lucky because I was on a a midwife program and they came to see me the next day and they like got the latch sorted out. But my nipples were raw. So like every time she latched, like my nipples would literally open up. Yeah. And then you'd try and heal them, but then she'd have to feed again. Yeah. So they were just like constantly raw. Yeah. Oh my God. It's very tricky. Like in those, because mo- I know there are so many 
judgmental people out there with the whole breastfeeding, Mm. formula feeding, was there moments like were you just like, okay, I'm going to try something different, like try a bottle? Um, Or were you like in the mindset like, I know you're not like breast is best kind of person, but were you just like, this is what I want to do and I'm going to make it work until we work it out? Or Yeah, I was just kind of... The thing with breastfeeding when they're that little is that like your milk hasn't even come in yet. So it's called colostrum and it's like this, they call it liquid gold and it's what like babies need in the first few days of life. So I was just thinking like, I can't give formula at this point. Mm -hmm. I I literally don't even know how that works if formula fed babies are like that. But I was like, no, she needs, she needs my like colostrum. And I just thought I'm going to like power through it. Yeah. And then like figure out what's wrong, which obviously I did. did. I contacted yeah. the midwife, but um I think it's up to everyone. Yeah. Because I cannot imagine that pain all the time. All the time. Which women go through. Yeah, this yeah. is the thing. People like breastfeed for like literal forty five minutes to an hour for yeah. one feed. Like I'm lucky that both my girls are really quick drinkers and they'll yes. literally do a feed in like ten minutes. Yeah. So that's okay. But also breastfeeding's free yes and I'm just like true. I will find a way <laughs> to <laughs> not have to pay for formula <gasps> so true because that shit gets expensive it gets expensive and my boobs come everywhere with me so I don't have to take a bottle out yes so true oh so good Han thanks so much for sharing welcome your birth story and journey I feel like you could talk more about it about like post-birth stuff maybe another time maybe another time I can go into <laughs> being 23 and being <laughs> your mental state I'm a mental state as first time mum <laughs> like and then I was COVID hitting too yeah I know. I know imagine being like 16 and pregnant that's what people thought I was though because I looked so young at the time people mm. were like say to my mum is that your daughter like as if, <laughs> as if I'm a child oh my god <laughs> my mum was like yes yeah, she's an adult yeah <laughs> she is 23 <laughs> oh my gosh for listening guys yes thank you guys i hope you enjoyed this little bonus episode thanks han for sharing your story and being vulnerable and honest i'm sure it's going to be beneficial to lots of people and you know even if you're not pregnant yeah like but like a lot of our listeners like have babies or are pregnant or want to be expecting one day soon so i think it's a good message to don't be scared I'm fucking petrified still, but you know what? The older I get, I'm like, just do it, Chloe. Just do it. You'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Have a good day.